Good evening. Today, for the first time, the father of India's brave heart and her brother appeared before the media at a press conference organized by the BJP, who announced they are setting up a science museum in the young student's memory in Delhi. Her father talked of his trauma as the trial in his daughter's case began today and his wish that the sixth person, the juvenile, be hanged as well. The father also said he doesn't want his daughter remembered or referred to as a victim, but as India's daughter. Today, the friend of the young girl who was with her on the bus that fateful night appeared in court in a wheelchair, face to face with the men accused of brutalizing the young girl, murdering her and assaulting him. The boy's father said he will fight for the girl till the end in court, however long it takes. इसका मतलब है कि एक बहादुर है उसके अंदर कोई न कोई ऐसी शक्ति थी कि बिना किसी नेता किसी अभिनेता के सारी दुनिया सब लोग रोड पे आ गए कुछ तो कारण होगा ही होगा और मेरा मन इतना विचलित है कि मैं इन सब विषय विचार करता ही नहीं मैं तो सिर्फ इस विचार में रहता हूँ कि छह किसी फांसी दे दी जाए उसके बाद क्या होगा कैसे होगा फिर देखा देखा जाए आप माने ना माने तीन दिन हो गए मैं सो नहीं सका तीन दिन हो गया दिन में तो ऐसे नहीं सो सकता रात में करोट बदलते बदलते कहीं चार साढ़े चार हो जाता है तो भी नींद नहीं आती क्या करें चौदह साल से बड़े बच्चों के पास कॉमन सेंस होती है क्या गलत कर रहे हैं क्या सही कर रहे हैं उसको पता है और वो है सत्रह साल छह महीने का उसको भी इसको एक्सेप्शन केस में डाला जाना चाहिए और उसको भी उन्हीं के साथ उसी कैटेगरी में डाला जाना चाहिए One and a half months after the brutal gang rape of the 23-year-old girl, the trial finally began at the special fast-track court in Delhi today. The medical student's friend, who is the only eyewitness and also the key witness for the police in the case, was the first to record his statement. The software engineer, whose legs were seriously injured when the men in the bus hit him with an iron rod, came on a wheelchair. This was the first time that the boy came face to face with all five accused. After 16 December, the white line bus in which the rape took place was brought to court complex as evidence, and all five accused in the case were also present in court, and they will be present daily for the entire length of the trial. The boy's father, who was present, spoke to the media waiting outside the court complex, said that his son will go to any lengths to ensure that the guilty are punished. Two families there waiting for justice to be done. Also in India decides tonight from Srinagar to Bangalore art and music under attack the Bangalore police turn nude paintings at an exhibition to the wall because a BJP corporator objects since they depict Hindu goddesses join the debate tonight via NDTV app or via the second screen that's tonight at 9:00 be part of our debate but first let's look at the top headlines we have every intention of uh, tracking down all those people who have made online threats against these girls whether on Facebook or Twitter A day after Omar Abdullah told NDTV he would act against online abusers, the police register FIR say the men will be arrested. But for the girls at Pragash, it's not about online abuse, but the Grand Mufti's fatwa. We quit because of the fatwa. One of the band members tell NDTV, "All I can say to young people, you can follow your heart, but not in Kashmir." Do what your heart says. That's it. But uh, I don't think you can uh, do it in Kashmir. If you're outside, yeah, let it be. Do continue what you want. Narendra Modi to take a holy dip at the Kumbh on the 12th, but tomorrow a VHP meeting, which was earlier meant to endorse him as the face 
of the Saffron Brigade for 2014 will not do so. Instead, the VHP meet will urge the BJP to return to a more hardline religious line. In Bhopal, protests as the body of an 8-year-old girl is found at the Madhya Pradesh Home Minister's residence. He wasn't at home uh, when the girl's body was found. Police launch a manhunt. And yes, the Met Department has been getting it right. There's hail and heavy rainfall in Delhi as predicted. Temperatures will also drop majorly as Delhi faces its wettest winter in 70 years. The top story tonight. A 16-year-old band member of the all-girl Kashmiri band Pragash spoke to NDTV's Nasir Masoodi today and confirmed that the band is now over. The girls have quit music. The reason, she said, is because of the Grand Mufti's fatwa, where he said music is un-Islamic. So it wasn't the online abuse, but the fatwa from the Grand Mufti that forced them to quit. Now she says she will study to become an engineer. Her advice to others who want to make music, follow your heart, but not in Kashmir. After fatwa and online threats, the band, uh, Pragash band has now decided to quit. I am joined by Anika, one of the band members. Anika, what has forced you to quit? You say you have decided to quit. Nothing has forced us to quit. We quit for the uh, for the happiness of our people, as Grand Mufti said. It is un-Islamic and it's haram. That is why we quit, no other reason. So do you actually feel it is haram or it because Mufti is saying it is haram? I don't know whether it is haram, but Mufti is saying he is a saint. He is a saint. I mean, he knows about our religion, so he must be respected. So, but many people are supporting you who are, you know, eminent, you know, singers like Wahid Jirani and others. They say they are on your side. There is nothing like the music is haram. Will you go by them or you will listen to Mufti? You have decided to listen to Mufti. We, uh, I mean, we listen to Mufti. We quit now. We are not uh, continuing with this. Is it? Is it because of also online, f f uh, you know, abuses, mm, the fear and the threats? No, I don't think so. It is because of the Mufti. No, I mean, it is because people are not happy with us. The people of Kashmir are not happy. But isn't there a huge support for you? Also, on one hand, there are abuses, there are threats, but there are a large number of people who are supporting you, from common men to political leaders. I know there are people supporting us, but now that uh, a fatwa has been issued against us, I can't talk about it. You are in class 10th. What is your mission now, apart from music? I want to study. Uh -huh. I want. Uh, I just want to uh, complete m my matric exams, and after that, I'll pursue engineering, maybe. There are offers um, uh, from outside. Yeah, I know. So, have you heard about that? Yeah, I've heard about that and thanks for the support. It really means a lot. I don't know what else to say now. Thank you, just thank you for everything. What do you have to say this time to youngsters like you who want to um, uh, take music as a profession? Do what your heart says, that's it. But uh, I don't think you can uh, do it in Kashmir. If you're outside, yeah, let it be. Do continue what you want. You can't do it in Kashmir. <laughs> You can't follow your heart in Kashmir. That young girl's last words perhaps sum up the poignancy and the tragedy of what's happened to these three young girls. But from music to art under attack, the latest target is a young artist in Bangalore whose paintings of goddesses, depicted, he says, as he saw them in the scriptures and in temples, scantily clad, 
were objected to by a BGP local corporator. So the police arrived with a warning and now the paintings have been turned to the wall. Similar objections in Delhi where organizers of a gallery with the, exhibiting uh, nude paintings were again had protests by fringe groups saying that they must remove these paintings. So far, this gallery has resisted the pressure. Anirudh Krishnamani is a young Delhi-based and self-taught artist. His first exhibition in Bangalore at the Chitrakala Parishad certainly got him more attention than he had bargained for. A BJP worker, Shivakumar, was offended by images of some of the paintings and called police to complain. You people are not, uh, uh, should show like this, Hindu girls and all. We have our own beliefs, uh, we have our own culture. I read the scriptures and then I paint our goddesses and our gods. And they said either you remove the pictures or we close down the exhibition. So it was a huge pressure on us and we had to remove the pictures here. Interestingly, the police say they did not ask for the pictures to be removed. They say they asked Shivakumar for a written complaint which was not given, but that they did inform the gallery about the complaint. The gallery authorities then instructed Anirudh to take three of his paintings down as they were on what they described as socially sensitive issues and could lead to unforeseen disturbances. The nude paintings show Kali, Mohini and Shiva Sati. The instruction to remove the paintings is viewed by the artist's father, a Supreme Court advocate, as unreasonable. It is his right, fundamental right under Article 191A of the Constitution to express himself. That cannot be, that cannot be throttled at all for political reasons. The BJP government in Karnataka has often been criticized for what has been seen as moral policing. I don't know. I have no information about that. So if uh, anybody complains, I will take action. For now... The three paintings are turned with their face to the wall. One person's art is another person's obscenity. Now that has been true for a very long time. But it seems that recently the voices against what is perceived to be objectionable art have been coming more strident, whether it's against books, films or paintings. The result? These blank spaces on the gallery wall. With Alphonse Raj, Maya Sharma in Bangalore for NDTV. And joining me this evening is Anirudh Krishnamani, that young artist uh, whose exhibition is on at the gallery and had to remove those three paintings. I'm also joined by his father, a senior Supreme Court lawyer, Mr. M. N. Krishnamani. I'm also joined by Anjali Ila Menon, an artist who needs no introduction, famous also for her portrayal of nudes, applauded for this, and I'm sure appalled by what's currently happening. And I'm also joined by Kishore Singh of the Delhi Art Gallery, the gallery which was holding an exhibition of nudes in Delhi. Again, they faced protests, but luckily they managed to resist the pressure. Anirudh, I'll go across to you first as a young artist and from what I saw of the report, your paintings really are wonderful. What does it mean for you that three of them yeah. are not there anymore? Some may say, look, it's a small price to play. At least you've managed to quell the protest. There won't be anybody coming and trying to bring them down. But as an artist, what would you say? See, <clears throat> my paintings are like my children. They're like my babies. So it doesn't matter how many um, babies you might have. If even a few of them are harmed, you will be extremely offended. That's how I felt. I felt as if my children have been harmed. <coughs> Were you surprised when the police arrived? Did it ever cross your mind that this could offend people? Others will point to the sad MFSN example where that great artist who hounded out of India and had to leave. Perhaps uh, people will ask you, why weren't you more careful? Why didn't you draw lines or draw boundaries for yourself before you made these paintings? Say we keep um, limiting ourselves. If artists limit themselves, if if we keep um, become uh, if we become afraid of these fanatics, um, there will be no development in uh, in this art in this world of art. 
an artist won't be respected anymore and there will be no place for art in this country if repeatedly these fanatics will keep hounding us and if we keep backing down so of course i did perceive i, I did foresee this threat but yes i, I have to fight it i, I mean uh, it's it's for the sake of art it's for the sake of culture it's for it's basically for the sake of art yeah mr krishnamani for your, your son's impassioned uh, words yes. there but you made the point as a lawyer as an indian that this is about also our fundamental rights yet we see that these are rights that are trampled upon every day in different parts of india who can speak up for these fundamental rights would you approach court over something like this and the ground reality is that if the police are not on the side of these rights how can you how can an ordinary indian protest yes i agree with you and uh, we can go to court because uh, our fundamental rights have been completely violated by this unilateral act of the government originally uh, chitrakala parishad people told me that the police were uh, pressurizing them to uh, close the exhibition or to uh, remove the pictures mm -hmm. uh, i asked them to give it in writing they have given it in writing to me that um, uh, ch um, uh, police have pressurized them mm -hmm. but then after i contacted the police uh, they discussed the matter and then after 2 hours police said okay we will not interfere thereafter right. when i confronted them and then said then they said okay you go ahead but when we were going ahead they stopped it and then they say now government have prevented us from putting up these pictures mm -hmm. if you pick the put the pictures then we will close the exhibition so they were very arbitrary when i asked them the reason they said i cannot say government is saying then finally they disclosed the name of one shiv kumar uh, who is a bjp worker who has um, given an oral complaint to the police as well as to the government and on that basis they throttle an artist i am really offended about it as a lawyer and i am also the president of the supreme court bar association mm -hmm. this kind of uh, throttling of an artist is totally bad and it is totally violative of our fundamental right not only the fundamental right of the artist it is the fundamental right of the art lovers to see you cannot prevent all this if you don't want to see don't come to the exhibitions if you cannot appreciate art don't come to the exhibitions exactly. you stop with the temples and then be at home exactly why do you come to exhibitions and then attack artists this is atrocious actually nobody can uh, tolerate it it has to be the media and the court have to intervene because I, the media and courts have to intervene because the governments and policing seems to be the problem anchini ila menin if you can come yeah. here, if you could come in here i think we've spoken about at least 10 times in the last 3 or 4 years whether it was mfsn whether it was what happened in baroda whether it is an exhibition somewhere yes. else and nothing seems to change why is it that day by day india is going no, no, increasingly no, no. intolerant what is happening to i i just was going to get anjali ila menin in uh, sir and then i'll come back to you i'll just get anjali ila menin in ms menin go okay, ahead okay um, okay okay uh, uh this um, a kind of th a threats that are made by just individuals all over india today uh we have not as artists we must not capitulate and i'm very very sorry that uh, chitrakala parishad has capitulated and uh, forced the paintings off the wall we have a tradition of nudity in our in our art in mm -hmm. our culture mm -hmm. i have here with me exactly. a very beautiful chola chola bronze of a parvati she's yes. not very clothed is she i hope you all can see it Yes we can see uh, it and this goes back several centuries mm -hmm. this is several centuries old 
similarly, in every household in Bengal, you will see the Chinnamasta Kali, an image of it in their puja rooms, uh, where the Kali is uh, uh, nude. So I think that uh, it's very, very unfortunate that we are capitulating to every little threat. Uh, but, uh, but we are a strange country because I was thinking about this very thing traveling in a car today mm -hmm. uh, and as I went over the flyover I saw an incredible sight there were about 20 totally stark naked men walking along the road there was not an inch of protest by anybody neither the women who were seeing these naked men were hiding their eyes mm -hmm. uh, nor was the police intervening so there are occasions people will go to the Kumbh Mela and see 1,000 Naga Sadhus, no one mm -hmm. bats an eyelid. So we really have double standards. And I, I don't think this is the first time the BJP has used art as a political weapon. They continue to do so. They did so with Hussein uh, and their various branches um, or affiliates have done this on a continued basis. Uh, I think that we need to ignore them. I, need, I think they need to be taught a lesson and I hope uh, they will be taught a lesson when people uh, react against this kind of fundamentalism which they, they propound, which they promote uh, on, a, on a general fact, basis. And, and I think just because Anirudh was nodding very vehemently when you showed uh, that Chola bronze of uh, Parvati. And Anirudh, you know, I read that this BGP worker Shivkumar, apparently an MMS was sent to him. And he's reacted based on this. He hasn't even seen the paintings. I'm sure he does. And you've actually said that, look, I studied the scriptures, the scriptures, the temple paintings are my inspiration yep. and that's what I've used. So how can I be yes. accused of obscenity? <coughs> Would you like to come in on that? No, really, like, see, I've been reading the scriptures. I, I've read Rigveda, I've read Samaveda, I've read Valmiki Ramayana and I, I'm reading Mahabharata and I'm, I'm almost through the entire book. And it's and if you see all of these texts, they they don't see nudity. They don't talk of nudity or sex as something. Um, uh, they don't talk of them as a taboo. Mm -hmm. And uh, like um, Anjali said, uh, of course, um, Chinnamasta, like that was the example I was using. There's uh, this form of Kali called Chinnamasta where she's stark naked. Mm -hmm. And if there are temples for her, and if people are worshiping worshiping her. I don't see what's wrong um, when, I don't know what is wrong if I depict Kali as a nude woman. In fact, I'd, I'd like to just bring uh, Mr. Kishore uh, Singh in on this point. Really the hypocrisies of Indian society, I mean we see, uh, we see um, many young starlets today who decide that uh, going naked or being scantily clad is the way for quick publicity and in a sense that's their decision and there's no moral outrage to that. Why do you think these issues are brought up? created almost in a sense and uh, Anjali men mentioned the BJP but I have to say that none of the political parties actually have a good track record in defending this fundamental freedom of expression, of speech, of art. Uh, I, I, I would say, uh, you know, uh, like to ask, are we so appalled that a naked body, a, a painting, a sculpture, a photograph of a naked body can uh, can scare us are we so afraid of the of the human form uh, all of us uh, somewhere under these clothes are naked in fact the very exhibition that i'm curating at delhi art gallery mm -hmm. draws the distinction between what is naked and what is nude and tries to explain how artists view a subject a context a content uh, the idea is actually to sensitize people to uh, a form of art, a genre. And I think going back constantly to 
uh, to to uh, you know kajuraho or a culture again sounds very defensive this is a body uh, this is an exhibition of uh, indian modern masters this is a, a, an exhibition that spans 60 of our artists uh, 250 works over the last century or a little more than a century and we are very proud of this artistic heritage why should we why should we have people who denigrate it and if they do choose to uh, discuss something or debate something we're very happy to engage with them but you cannot come in and ask uh, an exhibition which is you know in a gallery or a museum and therefore is a sacred space to be brought down just because you feel vulnerable about it how do you stand up to pressure because i think uh, both uh, anirudh's father sukeshamani is a supreme court lawyer but when you have the police telling you or when you have a small crowds gathering or you know threatening to cause damage to the paintings or to the gallery how do you st actually stand up to this pressure we've actually uh, faced a similar situation with uh, an exhibition of mf hussain paintings that we did 2 uh, years ago uh, almost uh, to this point and this month uh, where we faced a lot of uh, similar pressure we did stand up to it we didn't succumb we asked the state to provide us security to the extent that they could they did uh, it's a similar case this time round uh, we have had a lot of uh, pressures from various fundamental organizations but we are standing up and because uh, as a gallery we believe in uh, what we uh, what we are doing uh, i hope uh, we can save uh, you know on the 15th of march when the exhibition comes down that we didn't succumb to this pressure Mr. I, I i also think that it's very important in terms of what we represent for artists for writers for the entire liberal uh, community and society of this country Mr Krishnamani uh, Mr Krishnamani in this case it's slightly different because here you said the police are virtually saying look we're acting under government orders how then can an artist uh, stand up for uh, against uh, this pressure I think for an individual it is difficult uh, we've been able to take uh, the position as a private gallery and uh, therefore we hope that we will uh, override uh, this uh, hiccup we're also open to debates and discussions but i do agree that for an individual uh, uh, artist or a writer yes. sometimes the pressure can be immense and there's not very much you can do mr krishnamani uh, your views sir yeah yeah pre the pressure was like this originally the chitrakala parishad people said police asked us to do mm -hmm. now they say government has asked us to do and the person who is in charge of chitrakala parishad one sridhar he is a administrative officer he is there is a government employee mm -hmm. it is not an independent body he is a government employee and therefore he is listening to the ministers and some other officer i am only wondering why this kind of a, a non issue has been made into an issue unfortunate that bjp does not have any other issue to go on because there are internal quarrels in them they are taking up this as an issue my only regret is even a congress party or no other party mm -hmm. political group is prepared to even support us or to defend us in fact uh, anshila so, i, fact, I uh, just wanted to bring anshila yes i just want to bring anshila menon in, in on that point we remember the goa international film festival when a documentary made by mf hussain actually had been withdrawn for the same reasons the organizers the government didn't want to create any trouble we've seen in the different way what's happening in kashmir where a girls band quits because again no one wants to create trouble when it comes to dealing with a religious leader is this kind of 
giving in by the state forget about artists forget about individuals but this giving in by the state is that contributing to what we are seeing uh, but uh, it's just been mentioned that uh, the other parties have not uh, ever co cooperated in uh, defending an artist against uh, this kind of onslaught. Mm -hmm. But that isn't really true because there was a uh, Hussein exhibition at, uh, held at the India International Center a few years ago. And I must say, uh, uh, again, they were threatened by some uh, uh, fundamentalist outfit in Nagpur of all places mm -hmm. uh, on the phone that this exhibition would be burnt down. And the exhibition was about some, um, I think it was, uh, uh, had nothing to do with anything religious. And I must say that uh, I appealed to Sheila Dixit, uh, the Congress government, and she immediately sent in a posse of policemen which guarded the exhibition right up to the last day. Mm -hmm. And so we were managed to keep that exhibition open. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to stand up and uh, governments have to stand up and not succumb to the threats of any little man uh, today or tomorrow can get up and uh, want to bring down an exhibition. And as artists and as the government, we must not let this happen. We have to fight. Anirudh, you're a young artist. Uh, yes, I totally a, a lot of hope with the younger generation. But we often see that the silent majority, that there's a majority of Indians who may feel that this is not right, what's happening around us, but won't go beyond venting online to actually making a difference. Do you think that's part of the problem that we accept what's happening around us because we don't want to create trouble in a sense. We may tweet, we may go on Facebook, but we don't go beyond that. Do you think this generation also needs to be more involved? We saw that in the, in the aftermath of what happened the Delhi gang rape. But in issues like this, you don't see any public or popular outrage in a sense beyond artists or uh, like-minded thinkers. No, that's true. Yeah, I mean, um, of course, people are not willing to support. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, they have I to would support like to us. Come in on uh, this, if uh, people, if sure. I, I'll just, I'll just come back to you after Anirudh. I'll just yeah, come sure, back sure, to you after sure. Anirudh. Go ahead, Anirudh. Yeah, see, we have, we need support. Like, if people stop supporting other artists, if fellow artists they don't support their own fellow artists, then they, there will be no hope for art in this country because we have to support uh, other artists. And when, whenever such a thing happens, we have to really support them. But unfortunately, many people are afraid because of these fanatics, because of, um, they're afraid they might attack them, they might attack somebody, so th and that's why, uh, that's why they don't, they're not willing to support. It's basically fear. It's more like dictatorship than democracy here. Anjali Lamenin, uh, go ahead. You wanted to come in on that issue of uh, yes. public what, outrage. What I wanted to say was yes. that, and, and I say this uh, in terms of both uh, the Nirbhaya case and this one, mm -hmm. there's something there in common, and that is, that we have a vast majority of what I'd call uh, holier-than-thou uh, so-called orthodox men in this country who are complete hypocrites. You saw that um, which happened in Karnataka where these guys were sitting in the legislature and looking at porn. Mm -hmm. So they don't mind looking at porn in private and uh, in public they have these uh, so-called moralistic views. And I think that also applies to many men uh, in India who are holier than thou, people in power, people, uh, politicians uh, and people who are teachers uh, and, and um, have uh, the, uh, the ability mm -hmm. to in intimidate women. Uh, these are also hypocrites because in their, they probably do their puja in the morning and then go out and rape somebody. And, and this is uh, a symptom of the same kind of hypocrisy. 
does does the silent majority need to speak out for issues like these many may describe these as soft issues that india has many more things to worry about that these are not serious issues that will yeah. spark public outrage do you think more people and not just artists but just more a generation of indians perhaps liberal minded indians who want who are faithful to an idea of india do you think those are the voices we need to hear now well i think uh, the other thing that's happening is that there's a there's a Uh, there's a great irony, as I said. Uh, either you have naked sadhus walking down the main streets of Delhi, and nobody bats an eyelid. Uh, at the same time, I think some of the most vulgar and sexually explicit dances yes. are shown on on uh, on films, and nobody seems to object to that either. Uh, children watch these movies; they are so vulgarly, sexually explicit. Mm -hmm. uh, the dance moves, the fact that these uh, characters are are clothed doesn't make it any less vulgar. It's a, so completely schizophrenic in our way as society. Uh, Kishore uh, Singh, complete schizophrenia. Uh, Kishore Singh, do you want to come in on that? This uh, bizarre kind of well, mix of what we think you is know, acceptable. What, what, what I acceptable? do want to bring up very, very definitely is that these political organizations and the uh, fringe fundamental organizations that we're seeing operate in this space. Mm -hmm. uh, my question to them is that there is a lot that offends me about. Uh, what is happening in this country? Uh, why are they not offended by female feticide or bride burning? Why are they not uh, uh, offended by the lack of development, by the garbage on our streets, etc.? Why are they so offended by something which is soft uh, and which can be easily attacked? Mm -hmm. And why don't they go about doing their work uh, for a change and leave the space that is not theirs and which we understand better for us to uh, tackle? If there is an issue, we will discuss it, as I keep saying with them. But we would prefer that they went about doing what helps the development of the nation not what denigrates it mr krishnamani uh, as i said you're a lawyer sir do you think you will approach the court over this issue how will you fight in a sense for your son's artistic freedom he made the point that many people are often scared to speak out especially when it's a ruling government and let me say we asked the state bjp they refused to appear on this program but how will you go forward from here yeah see i have already told my son not to be cowed down by all this uh, threats and we resisted actually mm -hmm. we wanted to depict those pictures but the only difference between delhi and uh, uh, bangalore is in bangalore the government is uh, doing it government is banning it government is interfering in delhi government was not doing some some individuals do government intervenes through the police here if we go to police also they may not listen because they are under the state government that is a big problem for us in fact sometime back justice dalvir bandari who inaugurated my son's exhibition in delhi mm -hmm. in habitat center mm -hmm. he was very prophetic he was very prophetic he told the crowd that the void created by husain is going to be filled only by anirudh he told now what is happening is at least in being hounded mm -hmm. at least in being obstructed that is happening now What happened to Uzain is happening now. That too for doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you people can see everyone who has seen those pictures earlier in Facebook and other places in earlier exhibition. Nobody said that it is vulgar. It is it is they are not vulgar. If you have a bad eye, if you have a different eye, and if you don't have the normal human eye to look at it as a piece of art, we can only pity you, pity you. Exactly. That is what is happening here. <laughs> now legal action yes. we can take because it is a gross violation of fundamental rights no court can tolerate it 
So I can approach either the Karnataka High Court or the Supreme Court of India directly also. Yes. But I have not yet decided what to do. I, I have to decide. I will think over and uh, then because it is our personal matter. A lawyer, um, a doctor should not treat himself. A lawyer should not decide about his own litigation. So I will consult experts and in the matter and then come to a decision using my own um, acumen also. Uh, and uh, Anjali Ila Menon, uh, just, uh, so final, just final thoughts from you. Uh, you mentioned that you said that look, Sheila Dixit came out and supported, but we've seen, and let's look at why we've seen otherwise uh, chief ministers like Mamta Banerjee, who was very close to artists before she was elected, uh, clamping down, and Salman yeah. Rushdie had to visit. We saw in the Rajasthan government a show, Gelo to the Congress, when Salman Rushdie had to go to the Jaipur Liter uh, Literary Festival. Suddenly, those uh, so called secular values disappear. Why does that? Ha why does it happen from state to state? And I think the point Mr. Krishnamani made is that once the state is against you, there's no hope for a citizen except the court. It's slightly different when it's a fringe group. But if the state, give, if the state is part of it, what do you do then? I have one little doubt uh, here. One little doubt. I just really would like to know whether it's just that Mr. Sridhar panicked and said that the government had stopped him, or whether I think this needs investigation. I think this needs scrutiny whether the government really stopped him and who in the government felt authorized uh, to ring up Mr. Sridhar and say you take these paintings down. I, I really would uh, I, I, I will say on that. Has to I, come out. Go ahead Mr. Mm. Krishnamani. No, no, I will say on that. I, no, no, I demanded mm. from Mr. Sridhar, mm. the Chief Administrative mm. Officer, on what basis you are doing it. You, you are in an mm. art, um, um, you see, independent academy. Now you have to appreciate the art and there were three artists sitting mm. there. They all told us that mm. there is nothing wrong with uh, any of the pictures, including these three pictures. Yes. Then, when I insisted that he must come out with the reason why he is doing it, uh -huh. he said, I am directed by the government to do it. Then I asked him why the government is doing. He said, because one BJP worker by name Shivakumar has complained orally. Therefore, government has directed me. He is an employee of government. So, he did disclose the name. And then that uh, Shiv Kumar has said that he gave a, gave a complaint. He was also interviewed. Even NDTV was showing it. Yes. Therefore, it, nobody can say government has nothing to do with this. Right. And uh, this so little office has in the government has he done did this. it on his own. Well, we had the Home Minister in, in, in our interview. Who exposed this person? We had somebody. the Home Minister in interview we saying that he doesn't know anything about it. And make him answerable. Well, in a sense... He must make that government person answerable. In a sense, I think the police will not reveal the name Nobody at this point, except for this cooperator. But just final question from Anirudh. Anirudh, just to ask this comparison with M.F. Hussain. Do you feel as an artist that it is an honor also mm -hmm. to be compared to a great like M.F. Hussain in a sense? The persecution you're facing the same. Do you also get a better understanding of what a man like him had to go through? Does it also humble you in a different kind of way? Yeah, it's both like I'm extremely happy that uh, I went compared to M.F. Hussain because he's a very great artist and I really respect him. And yes, I am humbled. I mean, uh, I could say, I, I, I could experience what he experienced then. Mm -hmm. I am experiencing it now. So, yeah. um, but, but the difference is that I won't leave this country. I will fight. Mm -hmm. I'll fight till the end. And I won't back down because if I back down, it will be very demoralizing for all the artists here. 
Anirudh, all the best with your Thank fight. You. We here support you in this fight. I hope that those paintings will be exhibited. They're on Facebook, they're across. And yeah. I hope you'll be able to exhibit in other cities as well. Anjali Ila Menon, Kishore Singh, Mr. Krishnamani and Anirudh, yeah. thank you very much for joining us this evening. We just well, We are thankful to you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for joining Thank us tonight. You. Thank you. Thank we'll you. just move across to the other big story, and that's, of course, what's happening, the politics at the Kumela. And uh, Rahul Shivasa joins us there. Tomorrow, of course, is a crucial VHP meet, and Narendra Modi, Gujarat Chief Minister, will be arriving at the Kumela to take a holy dip on the 12th of February. BJP President Rajnath Singh will be there before that. But uh, Rahul, uh, over to you for more on the heady cocktail of politics and religion at the Kum. So, yeah. 70 square kilometers of the Kumbh city, nearly 330 kilometers of steel sheets have been put here to create roads so that pilgrims can have a good time here, so that they can take dips in the holy river safely. But what is getting really added over the next 48 hours, one will be watching, lot of politics getting added to, uh, to this entire effort created by the state government and the central government. What is extremely crucial is that over the next, uh, what has happened over the last 15 days and what may happen over the next 48 hours might impact Indian politics in a way that it might have a bearing on what you were discussing just now, on some kind of uh, added Hindutva element into Indian politics. Somewhere what one can say is that the RSS, which has been trying to gain control of the political arm, that is the BJP, has been able to crack the whip. First, it got Rajnath Singh in place of Nitin Gadkari. The latest is that the RSS and the VHP have been able to set the tone for the future politics of the BJP. That is something which was being resisted by several leaders like L.K. Advani over the last few years, though L.K. Advani himself at one time was the mascot of Hindutva. But what, what we can say is that there was this crucial meeting between the RSS, VHP and the BJP last week in which uh, the RSS and the VHP asked a blunt question from yes. BJP leaders that are you, are you on the side side of Hindutva or not? The BJP has said yes. And today, that's why when we came to the BHP uh, camp here, we found several elements. We filed a report uh, earlier in right. the day, and what we found, that there is going to be a heady mist of politics in the land of salvation. Mm -hmm. A battle-ready Lord Ram with a bow and an arrow greets the visitors at the VHP's Kumbh camp. From a table on the arterial road, pamphlets attacking the UPA government are being distributed. An agenda steeped in elements of political Hindutva. The screaming siren announces the arrival of politics at the Kumbh. The RSS planned to bring back Hindutva to the country's political mainstream. The foundation was laid at a recent RSS-VHP-BJP meet in Delhi. The BJP assured the Saffron groups that it is ready to return to Hindutva. Over the next 48 hours, BHP will gather saints from all over the country and announce a new timeline for the construction of Ram Temple at Ayodhya. For their own sake also they have to think about it. Because the Hindus all these days have been feeling that uh, there is no political power behind them. And if they want the support of the Hindus in this country, they have to uh, they have to take up the Hindu agenda uh, in their manifesto. The repackaged Hindutva Blitzkrieg will include Sangh activists visiting three lakh villages ahead of the Lok Sabha polls.
distribution of millions of pamphlets on Ram Temple. But this is where the peace in the Parivar ends. A Sangh faction wanted to anoint Narendra Modi as the party's prime ministerial candidate at the meet. He's a capable person. Everybody knows in this country that he, he has a lot of capacity and there is no doubt about it. Now even the, the, the countries were trying to be away from him. They are fast approaching him, come to him. But rival factions in the RSS, BHP and the BJP revolted. Today, Modi supporters had put up hoardings of Gujarat chief minister outside the BHP camp. BHP leaders ordered the removal, indicating that the idea of endorsing Modi as the face of the Saffron Brigade has been vetoed. The Sangh is avoiding active political overtones at the meet as even the top saints are divided over the Modi issue. Ram Temple is back on the Sangh Parivar's roadmap for 2014. The BHP and its affiliates will assist the BJP's cause. There is clarity on yet another issue. The BHP or the RSS will not project anyone, even Narendra Modi. They are wary that Narendra Modi may do an L.K. Advani. In 2005, L.K. Advani had praised Muhammad Ali Jinnah in Karachi in an attempt for a secular makeover. The Sangh Parivar now says that nobody should be larger than the organization. But the Sangh Parivar's is not the lone political effort at the land of salvation. Rahul Gandhi rubbing shoulders with Lord Shiva and Congress President Sonia Gandhi in a Jhansi Karani avatar taught the Kumbh region, underlining that if commerce and religion can thrive at the largest gathering of faith on earth, politics can't be far behind. At the Kumbh region with Manvind Singh and Sachin Gupta, Rahul Shivasa for Indi TV. Religion and politics at the Kumbh Mela and while the VHP will not anoint Narendra Modi, will not announce his push for him, Narendra Modi will be in Delhi Shiram College of Commerce tomorrow to talk to students. Meanwhile, the other top story, and that's of course coming from Kerala, where left leader Brinda Karat has now said that P.J. Kurian, deputy chairman of the Rajya Sabha, must quit till he faces a fresh probe, clearing him of all charges in the Suraneli rape case. Brinda Karat said this after meeting the young girl who was the victim of that rape 17 years ago. The charges that she was raped by 42 men over 40 days. Now, P.J. Kurian maintains that he has been cleared by three pro panels. He's also been exonerated by the Kerala High Court, he says, and then the Supreme Court. So why should he face a fresh probe? He's been cleared by the highest court of the land. But politically, this is now becoming embarrassing for the Congress in Kerala. I know you offered myself, but again in 2013. That was offering myself to the judicial scrutiny and I myself offered to be investigated. The High Court and Supreme Court exonerated me. Then after Supreme Court exonerated me, if somebody wants again, there is no law for that. I cannot act against the law. If I say against the Supreme Court, the final verdict, no, that is condemned of court. We are demanding reinvestigation of the case immediately. And till such time as the case is reinvestigated, till such time the person concerned in this case, Mr. P.J. Kurian, should step down from his constitutional position. 
I've told it it is a matter between the uh, that government and Mr. Kul. Maybe the allegations are very serious. It is an individual allegation against an individual. Kerala Chief Minister has made the stand of the party very clear. And uh, the ICC side or from the High Command side, there is nothing more to say about that. What Mr. Uman Chandi has said about that is the opinion of the party on that. And joining me now exclusively on NDTV as the whole issue of a fresh investigation comes up is the man who did the investigation, Dr. Sibi Matthews. He led the investigation. He's the chief officer under the left-led government of Nayanar at that time. And it was a reinvestigation ordered after the Antony government. A panel said under the Antony government had cleared Mr. Kurian. Dr. Matthews, thank you very much for joining me this evening, sir. You've seen the fresh controversy that has arisen about the whole investigation into Mr. Kurian especially because a member of your team, a Mr. Joshua, has said that there was a gap in your investigation, that there was a time when Mr. Kurian had gone without any security for five hours. And why was that gap of time, why was that lapse of five hours not investigated? What would you say, sir? I would like to comment that this same Mr. Joshua has filed statements in the Honorable High Court of Kerala, according to which Mr. Quirian is totally innocent and there is absolutely no evidence against him. Mm -hmm. This is his signed statement. It is available with the uh, advocate and it has been already discussed in the Malayalam TV channels today. So, he has to explain how his uh, position has changed after 17 years. My position is same that time now and it will be the same. Because I have done a thorough investigation and my conclusions are based on that, not on any political affiliation. Dr. Matthews, but questions are now being raised about the, all the panels that have cleared Mr. Kurian so far. Mr. Kurian has maintained this is a political conspiracy and he points to the fact that under a left government as well, he was cleared. Do you feel in hindsight that this case should be reinvestigated given that the girl has stuck to a stand that she said again this week that Mr. Kurian was uh, also one of the men uh, she accuses. Do you think the case should be reinvestigated? Uh, before coming to that, I would like to just to mention one thing. Mm -hmm. The same left democratic government which ordered the investigation into this case, mm -hmm. after the investigation was completed, the accused were convicted by the special court. Mm -hmm. The same government rewarded all the investigating officers except myself because I was IPS officer. The government, the state government could not give any reward to me. But the point is, this reward was announced for the investigation excluding Mr. Piriyan. Mm -hmm. I, ho I hope you got the point. So yes. Regarding, regarding any fresh investigation, that is a matter to be decided by the court. And the petitioner, whoever is giving the petition, I don't have anything to say about that. The, the Supreme Court has said, sir, in earlier judgments that the testimony of a, a person who says she has been raped should be given credence even if, the, if it is seen as convincing, if it is seen as credible. You investigated the case. The Mr. Kurian says the girl is saying this because of politics. Why do you think the girl would maintain her stand for 17 years against Mr. Kurian? Uh, that could be a case of mistaken identity or it could be a misunderstanding. There are many reasons. I won't, I would not like to go into the details. But if, uh, if there is a petition 
coming up before the court. Let the court decide. Do you feel, sir, because uh, it was a left-led government and some reports had come locally, were you under any pressure of any kind, either from the LDF or from the Congress, when you were uh, leading the investigation? Were you under any pressure at all? No, there was uh, some misunderstanding or difference of opinion between the then prosecutor and myself. Mm -hmm. That's all. I, I would not... Meaning the prosecutor say, wanted you to implicate Mr. Kurian, is what you're saying? Yes, yes. I, I, would, I wanted to point out that uh, there is no credible evidence. So I stood firm and I said uh, without uh, credible evidence, I would not like to include Mr. Kurian in the task. That's all. I would not say it is political pressure of anything. And you stand convinced even today, sir, of Mr. Kurian's innocence? I, you stand convinced even today? According to the evidence which was available for me, unless there is some fr fresh evidence is brought up, I would like, like to speak on to my version. Dr. Matthews, thank you very much uh, for speaking to NDTV tonight, uh, your first interview to National Channel. Thank you very much, sir, for speaking tonight. Let's just move on. Uh, on India Decides at 9. Up next, the latest on the record-setting weather in Delhi and all the latest news updates.